Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Ipsos polling for Global News, the Liberals federally maintain a voter edge over the Conservatives as coronavirus cases continue to grow. That's one poll. And the other poll that I found interesting is that 7 out of 10 Canadians told Ipsos, again for Global News, that uh, Joe Biden in the White House would be better for Canada than a return of Donald Trump. Daryl Bricker is the president and CEO of uh, Ipsos Public Affairs, also the author of, uh, I keep saying it's the best book out there right now, Next. It's all about what's happening, going to happen next in our country in so many different arenas. Daryl, thank you for coming back on the show. So uh, we have a 38 to 32 percentage lead for the Liberals over the Conservatives nationally. Is that secure territory for Mr. Trudeau, who I still think is would like to see an election sooner than later? Well, he's certainly looking better now, Roy, than he looked going into the last election. But uh, the real, when you really start to drill down in terms of, of the results, he's just doing better where he already won before. He hasn't really expanded uh, into new parts of, uh, of the Canadian political map. And that's really the question for the Liberals. I mean, right now they have an incredibly secure minority government. Uh, all they need is one other party to side with them on anything that they decide to propose. And as we've seen so far, the NDP is more than happy uh, to do that. So going to an election uh, is always a risk. And they may end up probably looking at these kind of numbers, probably in the same situation they are today, maybe with a slightly stronger minority. Maybe they might be able to push into majority territory, but that's not guaranteed. Yeah, those two by-elections that took place in Toronto a couple of days ago, they won those, but those were secure seats, but they won them with a reduced number of votes over a year ago. And that's something to really worry about. I mean, uh, so we look at uh, the COVID environment. We're watching in the United States, uh, and, and it's one of the things that makes polling partic- particularly difficult in the United States right now, is how, how the pattern of voting has changed, uh, people voting early, uh, you know, what the turnout is actually going to be on Tuesday on Election Day. Very difficult to predict. It's the same thing when it comes to Canada, when we're trying to look at uh, uh, what election uh, turnout is going to be uh, in this type of an environment. So that's one other variable that makes it uh, really difficult to predict. Yeah, now the question, the other question that I had, and I, I've asked you this before, how enthusiastic would Canadians be today at the prospect of facing a federal election, and once an election were underway, if the campaign were underway and we're heading to Christmas at the same time, would there be a, a likelihood of really, you know, Canadians buying into, I'm going to vote on this uh, this particular election, or would there be mostly a, I wish they weren't doing it now attitude? Well, and, that, and that's a really important question, Roy, and, and the reason is because uh, the Liberals win when turnout is high. The Liberals don't do as well when turnout is low. Interesting. And particularly in this environment in which uh, opposition voters are especially motivated. So when you go out and you ask people on surveys as we do, uh, do you think we should be having an election? The people who most feel like we have an election are not Liberal voters. The people who are voting for the other parties. So the danger is that you could put yourself into an election campaign. The Prime Minister can put himself into an election campaign, wave his arm, looking for the army to come over the hill, and they've all decided to stay in their homes and not come out and vote uh, at the same level. And we saw in the, uh, the by-elections, uh, you know, historical low turnout. Uh, we've seen in the, uh, the elections, the three provincial elections that have uh, uh, took place uh, within the COVID environment, uh, lower turnout. So uh, another risk. So it's not just, uh, you know, the, the motivating, um, the uh, holding election. It's also who decides to come along with you. 
And right now, what it looks like is the opposition's more interested in, in, in participating than the people who would be supporting the government. So if we step aside from the Liberals and their minority government for a moment, what should the other parties be considering? Is this t- territory that they, that they maybe would want to explore as far as pushing for an election is concerned, or is there not really nothing in it for them right now, I mean today? Well, I think the first thing is, and we saw a lot of speculation out of Ottawa around the time of the uh, the uh, confidence vote on the uh, on the parliamentary committee and also yeah. the speech from the throne about uh, the other parties being afraid to get into an election campaign. I don't know that they should be particularly fearful. Uh, you know, even though the Liberals are have opened up a little daylight uh, between themselves and their opponents. As I said before, they're basically running up uh, higher numbers in places where they're already winning. The second thing when it comes to turnout, we know in COVID elections that turnout tends to be lower. That tends to benefit in particular the Conservative Party. Yeah. Let's go to the other one. So 70% of Canadians told Ipsos for Global News that uh, it is the view of this 70%, so 7 out of 10 Canadians believe, that Joe Biden as President of the United States, occupant of the White House, would create a better climate for relations between Canada and the United States. Can you speak to us about that? Is what what are the factors that they're considering? Well, generally speaking, Canadians always prefer Democrats. So as long as I've been doing this all the way back to the time of Ronald Reagan, uh, Canadians always prefer Democrats. So it's not uh, you know a particularly unusual result. Uh, but Donald Trump is as a, a president. <laughs> Of uh, uh, that creates historical antipathy in Canada. Canadians really don't like him. So they're looking to Joe Biden as being somewhat of a relief. Although I will note in, in, in the survey, Roy, that 22% of Canadians say that they actually think Donald Trump would be a better president for Canada. So um, uh, I don't know who that one in five is. Uh, well, I do know that they live a, a little bit more likely to more likely live in places like Alberta, but um, there still are Canadians who are on Donald Trump's side. Why, Daryl, do we know why Canadians in larger numbers traditionally favor the Democrats over the Republicans, regardless of who the leader of the Republican Party might be? Yeah, Canadians tend to be a bit more centrist in their uh, in their perspectives on politics. And the values, uh, I think, of uh, the Democratic Party aligns more to what I would consider to be like the Laurentian elite values that really define Canadian politics and have over the last few generations. Uh, now that may be dividing up a little bit more, uh, but still, I would say that if you, you know, on a on a political um, a map in which you looked at the values of the Democrat, they look closer to the values of the average Canadian voter. Okay, so now let me just for a second move it over into the arena of next your book about mm-hmm. what's going to be happening in Canada going forward, which is just an amazing read, but. Are we going to have the same kind of dynamic politically in this country that we have, and you've told us has traditionally been the case where Canada is more centrist than the United States, or is that going to shift? Well, actually, it is shifting in Canada. I think that what we're seeing uh, today is that being on the right of the political spectrum or being on the progressive or left side of the political spectrum is more of a meaningful distinction in Canada than it's been in some time. And the reason for that is because the thing that used to really define Canadian politics doesn't define it the same way uh, anymore. And that's 
basically Quebec separatism. And most of the elections that we held through the 20th century were really about that, that particular issue. And when you take that issue away and we focus more on economic types of activities and other regions are, you know, are, are start becoming a more important part of the political discussion, then it can, tends to get a little bit more left and right. So what we're seeing in Canada is similar to what we're seeing in most of the Western democracies around the world, where that easy governing consensus that I call, well, John Ibbotson and I call, the, the Laurentian consensus seems to be fracturing a bit. And with that, you're seeing more ideological political choices. Okay, so there'll be more arguments in Canada. Maybe not as significant uh, and as in your face as happens in the United States, but there'll be more political. That's not necessarily a bad thing if people get engaged and, and, and uh, challenge one another. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.